Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Exert Breakthrough Lab podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Scott Steele, and I'm joined virtually today uh, by Armando. Hey, everyone. And by Dr. Stephen Chung. Hey, everybody. Hope you just washed your hands before listening to this podcast. Um, unfortunately, yeah. we've had to change up the, the format of our podcast a little bit. Uh, we're doing our best to comply with, uh, with the social distancing. And so we're going to be recording uh, our podcast today uh, virtually. So this is going to be a bit of a different experience for us. But I think we've got some important topics to cover today. And I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, well, there's less snacks this time. Usually I'm rating uh, Armando's snack bar while we're recording this. <laughs> it's yeah, been the most always having to scramble every time you uh every time we plan one of these meetings to make sure there's enough things here for you steven so, yeah <laughs> um and i know for me uh the the outbreak of the pandemics obviously changed uh has changed up the the daily routine a lot uh for for many of us um i know uh brock universities uh initially started with um, moving all their courses to an online format, but um, recently uh, we're starting to lock things down a little bit more. Um, pretty much all non-essential people were asked not to uh, to come into the school, and now we're essentially down to uh, don't come into school at all uh, unless you 100% absolutely need to, and, and even now it requires permission uh, directly from the superior. So there's obviously, um, we're really doing the best that we can uh, at Brock to to kind of mitigate uh, mitigate the spreading of of the virus and uh, so I know uh, today's podcast I think is going to be interesting for a lot of people um, whose daily lives have been uh, really affected by this whether it's been them directly or just kind of their their training or their work. Yeah, certainly at Brock, our my lab that Scott is part of, we've been closed down or I shut it down mid-March, as soon as kind of uh, the first inklings of cancellations were coming down. And uh, then we've just phased out all of the research. Fortunately, with Scott, we've looked through his data of his project. We have nine participants finished. Uh, it's not the ideal for the entire project, but it's enough for him to write up his master's. So we're proceeding on that. And uh, But otherwise, all research in my lab, for example, has been on hold and we have no idea when it's going to start again so we'll just have to uh, wait and see yeah i know that um obviously this pandemic has really affected a lot of people we have a, a lot of our users from italy and from spain and south korea a lot of the from china a lot of the harder hit areas and now obviously we're seeing it start to uh Really have its uh, have its effect in in the in the U.S. Uh, or growing uh, cases. So we're certainly seeing a, a lot of um, places around the world being affected by this pandemic, and you know, lots of families are really suffering. Um, I'm sure with potential loved ones that are either sick or, worst case, uh, having uh, it, um, you know losing members of their family. So. Our hearts and you know, prayers go out to all of our members. In fact, everybody that's uh, experiencing or having to deal with uh, any kind of personal loss through this, through this epidemic and pandemic and hope that uh, you know, we uh, all keep our strength and, and uh, uh, keep our health through this really, uh, this really trying time. 
Yeah, yeah it's absolutely been been challenging. Um, you know, again, I'm I'm in a somewhat fortunate situation that with our family, we're used to being together from 13 years of homeschooling our boys. So uh, so in that sense, we're not at each other's throats yet, kind of being in lockdown. How are you doing over there, Scott? Because obviously you're far away from your family and and uh, you can't kind of annoy us in the lab as usual. Yeah, I can't annoy you guys in the lab. And uh, now with the, the border closed between the U.S. and Canada, I can't go home and bother my parents either. So uh, I guess uh, I guess nobody's stuck with me for the time being, except for those of you maybe on the uh, on the support emails or on the forums. <laughs> So there, there are some positive things to we we can talk about it through through this process. Is that it? Is that what you're trying to say? Oh yeah, exactly. I think uh, <laughs> I think uh, mm-hmm. obviously we've been working from home a lot lately. But um, I, I mean, I don't want to speak for the entire crew, but I I know uh, the developers at Exert have really been working uh, some long days lately. Um, mm-hmm. Now that we've had more working from home and really focus on. Um, providing some new features, some uh, developing new, some new, uh, uh, yeah, I'll just leave it at new features that we, uh-huh. we really want to continue to develop and hopefully roll out uh, as quickly as possible. Yeah, you, you, yeah. Might, you know, obviously we've uh, just uh, released some updates to the, to the UI and to the, uh, um, the uh, location of some of the, you know, the planner and the dashboard and things. We've sort of consolidated all that on the, on the homepage. Yeah, we have been working pretty hard to bring out so these new features, as well as uh, you know, looking at some additional new features that I think would be more pertinent to the kind of situation that we're all facing here. So stay tuned for some really cool things that are going to come out from us. You know, we're uh, we're we are a little bit blessed in the sense that you know we're all working hard and we we've all got our. Uh, we're all working remotely, uh, being highly productive, um, and so uh, yeah, we're uh, uh, we're we're still in a position where um, you know we're working to get some new things, new features out, and features ready for our users. So, uh, like I said, there's some interesting things that are coming down uh, down the pipe, uh, pike, I guess, uh, in the next uh, while that we hope that you're all going to be excited about. We've you know, talked a little bit about them in the past, so we don't want to give give away too much at this stage. But um, yeah, stay we're, tuned. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned. You know, and it's good. You know, the the recent updates I think were really well received. You know, all the people that we've had, you know, send us support emails and through Facebook and our online forum, all you know, really good positive uh, feedback on those changes. So. Um, if you have friends out there that haven't seen Exert in a while, you may want to remind them to come back and check things out because we're always improving things and making things better for uh, for our users. Absolutely, mm-hmm. uh, I've been noticing a lot of uh, really good questions being asked um, in our support channel as well. So uh, I think some people are using some of the time they they might have a little bit more time now. Uh, they've been tuning into the podcast, they've been searching our forum, and and really starting to dig into uh, some of the more conceptual. Well, well, how does this work? Uh, sort of questions, or, mm-hmm. um, or, or okay, I've always seen this number, but what does it mean? And so I've actually, I've really enjoyed getting to to spend some time with um, some of our customers and and really helping hel- helping them get in the right mindset um, to really understand what we're trying to do uh, here with Exert, which I think is it's been enjoyable. 
keeps uh, mm-hmm. it keeps me uh, preoccupied and busy. <laughs> but yeah, so so Stephen, I know you uh, recently wrote a really great Pez article for Pez about um, kind of the situation that people are in, like either they may be in a lockdown and unable to train, or they may not be able to go outside. Maybe some of the events that they're, uh, you know, that they were hoping to be able to be to part to participate in may may be canceled. Um, you know, there's lots of questions I think people are having out there about what what we should be doing during this time. And you know, I really like what you wrote about. Maybe you can give us a little bit of, of a perspective on that. Yeah, sure. I mean, as many of the listeners might know, I also do a lot of sports science writing, including being the lead sports science writer for Pez Cycling News, the website. And um, so one of the things I wrote about this week was really kind of based on a really excellent webinar that was given by Canadian Sport Institute Pacific out in Victoria and led by my friend and colleague, Trent Stellingworth, who's the performance head of CSI Pacific in terms of physiology and also the lead sports scientist with Athletics Canada. And it was a great initiative, great webinar by Trent, along with Stu Phillips, who's a Canada research chair in McMaster University, really focusing on muscle strength and development uh, right next door to us at Brock. So in Hamilton, only about 60 kilometers away. So the two of them gave this webinar and it was really good. And obviously one of the big things in the news is that the is that the the Olympics have been postponed for a year. So that was one of the impetus for for this webinar to be hosted to really look at what elite athletes are doing in terms of adjusting their training with somewhat of an unknown time frame and also unknown return to competition. So the webinar really focused on a few things. So some of the main takeaways I have is, yes, there is a lot of time, a lot of stress going on right now. And so one of the questions in the webinar is, well, how do we adapt to this uncertainty, to this increased level of stress? Should I be training? Is it kind of healthy for me? Is it not healthy to me, for me to be training at this time? Uh, how does that affect my immune function, especially with the stress that the coronavirus may be having on our immune capacity and, and our resistance to the virus? So those are some of the questions. And also from an endurance standpoint, how much detraining occurs from a muscle physiology standpoint, again, how much kind of reduction in muscle mass occurs, what is the minimum dose if you are going to be training, what is the minimum dose of training that you need to maintain. So a lot of what I'm going to be talking about is reflected in that. And in on our Facebook, I'll post, I already have posted kind of the article on PEZ, so you can always go refer to that listen to the webinar in full. It's a really good kind of insight. But some of the main takeaways, the first question is really, you know, should you train at all? Or, you know, should I be trying to keep up my training? And my main takeaway, my main summary as a scientist would be at this time where we have no idea when we might be, you know, A, able to ride outdoors again, 
uh, you know, really have a quote normal life again. Um, you know, the thing is not to worry about keeping race shape. I know many of us are focusing on spring events. I know Armando and I had, you know, end of April and Paris Sandcaster as a big target for us in terms of getting into shape. And we were peaking towards that. Well, now's not the time to think, well, I'm still going to, you know, train as if I was going to be racing Paris Sandcaster, which obviously has been canceled. So what I would really say is, yes, you should probably still be as much as possible, given all other life stresses and things like that and other things going on in your life, try to maintain some training, try to maintain some semblance of that healthy habits that you've created as an athlete. I think that's really critical. Uh, but at the same time, don't beat yourself up over it if you can't exercise at all, if you have too many other things going on. Or even if you fall into somewhat kind of unhealthy, you know, whether it's nutrition or hydration or sleep habits, you know, life obviously takes priority over training. But at the same time, uh, reset any kind of idea of training in terms of peaking for any spring events to really, you know, as if we're going back to the off season, trying to go back into, you know, kind of the base training, just focus on, I would say, maintain what you have rather than really, you know, try to, in a sense, really ramp up your, you know, your training now. Really the focus should be on maintain what you have or even minimize the amount of detraining. Does that yeah. make sense to you guys? Yeah, I, I, absolutely. You know, and I think, you know, how that plays out with exert and for the users that we have that are kind of managing their situation through this, is you know some of the things that 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 we should be all aware of is that we do want to keep training right so we do like there is some immune benefits to training now like Stephen was saying we're not going to try and um, ramp up you know so our improvement rates you know we we wouldn't want to be looking at aggressive you know extreme improvement rates at this stage because we're not aiming and we're not trying to peak for a particular event so those kinds of really uh, uh, rapid increase in overall training volume are probably not necessary at this stage. But one thing to, to, to do keep in mind is that you don't necessarily want to, you know, allow yourself to detrain too much. Um, and so it's be good to kind of uh, monitor where you are uh, and allow yourself to, to detrain or to maintain your level of fitness um, and, and know where you stand in that respect. Because at some point, you're gonna to wanna to build it back up again. So, um, and when you do that, you don't wanna be in kind of a really big hole. So you don't wanna allow yourself to get too deep into a hole. Um, and it's okay to actually lose a little bit of fitness. It does come back. You know, just look at your training loads. So your training loads, you may be at four stars. Some of you at four or five stars even. Um, that's fine, um, but there's no reason to be there throughout this whole period. So if you do lose a star or two as you detrain um, you know, in the next few months, I wouldn't be too, too, too concerned about that. You know, that. That fitness will come back again. You've, you've done it before, you're there now, 
it'll come back again. I think, and you all kind of can, uh, can attest to that, that, you know, if you, if you set your right improvement rate and you're committed to your training, you know, you'll go from that two star, three star, up to four star and five star, if that's kind of your target. So, so just have confidence that the, the fitness will return once you get back in, in the, uh, once you get out of this and can get back on the bike and spend the time needed. Uh, and that it's okay to let your fitness slide a little bit. I think it's something that we've we've talked about in in previous podcasts before, where the, there's a reason that you that you follow a a standard uh, kind of progression. There's a reason that we get you to a peak phase. At some point, that there wouldn't be a peak if there's no coming down from that. And so I think uh, it's a really good point that you bring up, and that um, if we are at this high level of fitness, you're not just going to keep maintaining that and keep keep going up and up and up. I mean, even even the world tour pros um, have off seasons and allow their fitness to, to decrease. Uh, they allow themselves to detrain. And so uh, I think that's definitely something that's going to be important for a lot of our users to keep in mind, especially when typically we're thinking this time of the year is I can finally start to ride outside, get in some bigger rides. And now um, some of our users are affected by complete lockdowns where they're not able to get outdoors on bikes. And so uh, I don't know about either of you, but I, I cannot sit on a trainer for like four or five, six hours. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's just not going to happen for me. Um, and I think if you go in with that mindset and just it, it's okay, the fitness is going to come back um, and do allow yourself just to detrain a little bit. I think, um, I think you're going to, you're going to set yourself up for more success uh, eventually later, later in the year. Yeah. I think there's kind of three important summary points to, bring out of this discussion so far one is in terms of you know can you or should you detrain in terms of elite athletes there is more than enough evidence that whether it's through injury whether it's through pregnancy or whether it's through uh, planned kind of rest where athletes would heavily detrain they would you know again with injuries they could be out for anywhere from three to six months uh, with pregnancy, again, obviously that's a nine-month gestation period and then a lot of recovery afterwards. And and uh, Elliot Kipchoge and other elite endurance athletes after a marathon, they may be taking anywhere up to three to four weeks of complete off from running and they're able to come back. So first off is, you know, don't be paranoid that if I don't, you know, maintain my training, I'll never be able to build up again. I'm sure most of us have seen in our own experience, just like I had last year with my injury, that, yeah, you do detrain a lot with inactivity, but you can bring it back and you just have to give it time. It will come back. So don't panic about that. I think that's the first key important point. The second is, well, what should you be maintaining if you have time? Again, as I said earlier, now is not the time to focus on kind of maximizing your HIE or maximizing your anaerobic capacity uh, and doing those heavy workouts because that part is actually going to come back relatively quickly. Right? So, you're Whereas, saying, so you're saying no Ronestads right now? <laughs> no, it's uh, 
It's I'm actually uh, avoiding Rana's stats, believe it or not. And I'll talk about why also, uh, besides from a training perspective. But, um, you know, now's not the time to really focus on, you know, kind of optimizing that anaerobic capacity and that race fitness. Now's the time if you have limited time to train focus on maintaining some level of endurance, whether it's just, you know, three times a week, one hour of endurance efforts. And that's the priority because that takes a long time to build up again. Whereas the kind of the anaerobic aspect and the speed and the neuromuscular that comes back a lot quicker. So that's point number two. And then the final point is really the other reason why I'm not hammering and going out and uh, stomping myself with Ronestads for the immediate future is, is uh, we do know from the immune literature and exercise and immunology that moderate fitness helps maintain your immune system, but heavy, heavy training breaks it down, whether that's high intensity or heavy ramp ups in training. So we, that is another reason why we don't necessarily want to do these killer intervals workouts right now, or really be trying to go with an aggressive uh, ramp rate or improvement rate to build our, our threshold power, build our chronic training uh, right now, because that's what's going to put your immune system at risk, that heavy, heavy overload of training. So for all of those reasons, I would say kind of to summarize this part of the discussion, you know, if you have some time, focus it on endurance rides. And that's where kind of guiding our workouts based on LTP and doing some kind of efforts or workouts that are really, you know, focused around your LTP. That's probably going to be the optimal use of your time right now, indoors, especially. Yeah, you know, and, you know, we've had a couple of users comment that, you know, they're, I, I think what's what they're seeing is that as their training starts to subside, what you'll see in the advisor, you'll start seeing your status get blue or even green. Obviously, that means, you know, even as far as being brown, you're detraining. Now, if you're if you're trying to follow a structured training, the structured detraining plan, like I don't think that kind of makes sense. And so it's not like you're going to follow a polarized detraining method. Right, where you're going to do some some high intensity, some low intensity. So, I think when you're looking at a period of detraining, I don't think it's going to be that critical that you're going to want to follow that kind of polarized in the advice. So, if it says you're blue, you know it's time to do a high intensity workout. I don't think that's the the intent of what you're what it, what you should be trying to achieve. You know, if you're if you really are going to allow your, your, uh, your fitness to subside a little bit, then it's a matter of, okay, what training do I feel like doing? How do I, uh, you know, manage this? So I'm not, not introducing any kind of doing any Rana stats or any kind of high intensity workouts in that process. So I don't think you kind of, you have to have some kind of structured plan in the same sense. If you're in a detraining phase, I think the idea is really just to monitor and see yourself, um, you know, ensure that you're still getting enough, enough training in the process and then monitor how, um, how your, uh, your numbers are declining and your training, your fitness is declining over that period so you don't allow itself to go too far. Yeah. And so this actually, for those of you that are, that are using the system right now, if you're kind of running into that where the, 
advisors giving you perhaps some difficult workouts. There's a couple of things that you can do. Um, and so I would actually encourage you, um, you might want to consider changing your athlete type, um, where if, if you do have like a road sprinter or punch or something fairly high intense, um, and you are getting into the build or into the peak phase right now, of course, it's going to tell you to do high intensity because it's, it, it, the system doesn't know that the pandemic exists. And so it wants you to, to prep for your event. And so what you really should consider doing is changing your athlete type to something that's uh, at a much longer focus duration. So something like, um, like time trialist or century rider, triathlete, that sort of thing, something with a long focus duration um, or moving your target event date back um, farther in time to put you kind of back into the base training. Um, by doing those two things, uh, it's the system's now going to um, realize, okay, now we're back in the base phase and now we have a longer athlete type. And so um, even when you are in that blue freshness status, it's not going to be recommending uh, any sort of those uh, hardness tests or, or very difficult workouts. It's going to give you some more uh, moderate, a lot of LTP based workouts. And so that's something that I think a lot of our users really should be considering. Um, yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I've been doing myself. I've, you know, my original peak and plan was for Paris Ancaster at the end of April, but now I've switched it to really my target date being the end of July. So I'm again back in the early part of the base phase. And I've also moved rather than a breakaway specialist, moved my athlete type back over to a, kind of a climber GC specialist kind of to a to a longer focus to really reflect that kind of a base kind of an, an endurance focus yeah you know and so if you are following the advice from the advisor yeah you, you probably choose a workout yourself like rather than if it recommends because of things say you're 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 fresh and you're at five stars and you could do a five-star workout you may want to override that and just say, Hey, you know, I'm just going to go and do Lucy in the sky or something. And, you know, I'm just going to ride for 60 minutes or 90 minutes and just ride easy. You know, it keeps, it keeps your, your, some level of, of fitness and some routine in your training. So you're still training and you're not losing as much fitness in that process. Um, but there really isn't a purpose yet for your training because you don't have any kind of goals that are preset. So having to have a structured training plan isn't necessary at this stage. So go more with what you feel and what you, what would uh, you can accommodate with your schedule and what you'd like to be able to do in your training and, and not necessarily follow the specific advice that you're getting from the advisor. Yeah. If you're choosing workouts, I know, obviously I have, I've designed three workouts that you can all access. Uh, one is come as you are, um, but you can look up Chung and there are three kind of endurance based rides. I can't recall what I actually named them all. Uh, but, but two of them are about 60 minutes and one is about 85 minutes, I think. So if you want a slightly longer one and they're all geared towards kind of that endurance effort type of, uh, tickling kind of that lower threshold power uh, focus. And then the other ones that I really like doing is the no time to cry. There's a few variations of it that are kind of kind of mixed in variety. So you're not just riding at the same effort all the time. And, and I like those for a bit of variety. Those are my kind of favorite 
kind of endurance effort, roughly 60-ish, 60, 70-minute workouts right now. What about you guys? It's been a lot of, uh, been a lot of LTP-based work for me as well. Um, I think uh, really we talked, uh, I think like a month, month and a half ago, we talked, um, I'd gone through some considerable detraining uh, over the past couple months while I was collecting data for my thesis. And so um, I had really started getting back into the swing of training and uh, was on, I think, I think I was on moderate two or uh, aggressive one um, kind of right as this started affecting. And then uh, as some of the lockdowns and, and such started taking place and now I've, I've switched all the way back down to uh, I think I'm on moderate one or even slow right now. I'd have to check. Um, so I know that's definitely affected my improvement rate, but uh, I, speaking from experience where I, I've detrained a considerable amount uh, from where I was last year to where I am right now. But uh, in just like the last four to six weeks of just kind of um, mostly endurance based rides, like I really haven't pushed for a breakthrough yet. I've really been using our no decay. Um, and so I've like the, the fitness does come back. So if you are four or five stars, if you lose a star, if you lose two stars, don't fret about it. Um, just honestly, a, a lot of just moderate LTP based riding has been doing really well for me so far. And uh, I'm just going to keep on that very, very moderate uh, improvement rate and, and doing those endurance workouts. Yeah, that's a good point, Scott, to uh, there's probably a good time for many users to switch to the no decay method so that you're, you know, your, your fitness signature is really tracking more towards your training load and not kind of forcing you to really go for breakthroughs consistently. That's another good point. Mm -hmm. I, I did, I did have one other question for you, Stephen, though. Um, and that uh, it has to go with uh, some of the off bike uh, exercise that you do. I know you're really big on the climbing and um, obviously with the lockdowns taking place, it's uh, definitely impacted that. So uh, do you have any advice for maybe some of our users that um, they might include gym sessions or some so, sort of cross training um, in with their normal training as well? Yeah, that's a great question, Scott. And uh, yeah, you're right. I love climbing and it's driving me bananas that our climbing gym obviously has been shut down and even it's been recommended to not go to any of the outdoor climbing even with the uh, weather being nice and that makes perfect sense. So, you know, my sons and I, who are also passionate climbers, we've had to adapt a lot. I would say, you know, in conjunction with the previous advice about, you know, not stressing about losing the endurance, in a sense, this is a perfect time for many of us if we haven't done any really off-bike work before, uh, is to really focus on that and really take that up and a lot of the stuff you really don't need much weights for and you can do a lot of home-based workouts and that was another aspect that Stu Phillips really focused on in the webinar of first off how how do you um, kind of how much weight strength kind of do you lose and the same idea as Trent talked about in terms of the endurance and also if you can't kind of go training at the gym, as some people like to do in terms of lifting big weights and stuff, you know, do you get the same benefits from doing lower efforts or lower weights at home? So 
the first thing is, yes, you are going to, you know, kind of detrain, obviously, if you don't do any strength training, if you're used to doing strength training. So that's not a big surprise. Um, but the other thing is, can you still replicate kind of really big weight type of gym work by doing kind of body weight or lightweight efforts at home and, and the research that Stu Phillips has done suggests that yes, you can, you can still get a lot of that, whether it's uh, the strength gains, uh, you as cyclists, we're not really focused on hypertrophy, but also even with hypertrophy, you can still get a lot of those same benefits by doing lighter efforts, just more reps of them. So, um, so the short question answer is, Yes, you can still maintain and even build strength, even if you don't have access to a gym. So that's the question for people who may have been doing gym work. You can do it at home and you can do it almost just as effectively. Uh, now, you know, should you as an endurance athlete? Yes, you should. I'm a big believer in it. Both I found the combination of climbing has just helped so much with my not just upper body strength, but the core strength and stability. And it's just helped me on the bike, being able to be a lot more stable and to not tire as much on the bike over long term, especially with a lot of the gravel riding that I want to do. And so that's a big benefit. So the other interesting work that has been done, and there's been relatively little work, but the evidence suggests that um, you know, you can, you can incorporate weight training at the same time as building endurance. So kind of the resistance and weight training doesn't negatively impact your endurance, but heavy endurance training seems to negatively impact your, you know, your resist resistance training. So I think that's a really interesting finding. And what that would suggest to me is now again is a perfect time where we may not necessarily be emphasizing race fitness and building massive amounts of endurance. Now is the time to actually really focus on our core work, uh, building some kind of a leg strength kind of off the bike, because if we are not kind of hammering ourselves with long, long endurance rides, this is the perfect time to do it. This is where we're going to get the most benefit. So I'm a big advocate of it now. And, Trust me, this is from a guy who for 30 plus years just refused to have anything to do with the gym. But really, I found ever since, um, you know, taking up climbing, it has just helped me so much on the bike, just being able to not necessarily ride with a higher power, but just to be able to handle long rides, you know, long punishing kind of rides bouncing over gravel for a lot longer. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm certainly uh, considering or starting to, you know, get some more uh, uh, off bike training through this process. It's, uh, you know, so I know, I know it's hard for people, you know, you may have family at home and may not have the space available. Um, I think it is important to try to, you know, make that time, right? Get some time to whatever you're going to do, whether you're doing sit-ups or push-ups or whatever kind of uh, types of exercises you're going to do at home. Uh, if you have bands, uh, you know, there's lots of different exercises you can do. So, so do try and make time for those. 
um, because yeah, you're gonna it's the it's the right time to invest in that fitness. Yeah, I've been doing kind of uh, three times a week, and it takes me only about forty five minutes. It's pretty easy in terms of equipment. I have a couple of bands. I have a few not even heavy uh, kettlebells, ten pound. 15, 20, and 25. And between them, I can do a lot of efforts and take me, you know, kind of, uh, and I, I generally do again of those, those, uh, 45 minutes. I, I get about three sets of exercises in about nine exercises overall. So it's really efficient. It's really quick. And, uh, so, Certainly, if anybody wants, uh, I can set up kind of on our Facebook page some ideas for for kind of weight training to do. That is really, again, simple body weight, many of them, or else very, very light weights to, uh, to do. So if you want, let me know, and I can start up a uh, conversation on our Facebook page. Absolutely. I think that would be very beneficial, uh, as well as the webinar that you uh, mentioned uh, from CSIP. Um, I think that would be excellent. Yeah, the one thing I guess, um, you know, we, we talked a little bit about the, the changes, I guess, that you can make to your, your, your account to kind of deal with the, the reduction in fitness and things like that, or potentially the impact it might have to your, your immune system. So how do we, what can we do with exert to kind of help us through that process? And, we mentioned that in a newsletter. So if you listen to this podcast and you haven't subscribed to our newsletter, make sure you do. Like there you go <laughs> log into your account and under your profile, there's a little checkbox there. Check that off if you haven't received our newsletter. I know a few people were like, uh, we were talking about it and they're like, oh, I don't get the newsletter. I go, well, <laughs> just make sure you haven't unsubscribed and that you're, uh, you have it checked off in your, in your profile. So we'll make sure that you get it. But what we talk about, uh, what we talked about there is kind of the little things you can do, like moving your, rather than your improvement rate at, you know, whatever extreme or aggressive or even moderate, you know, just slide it down. You know, if you want to move to uh, maintain or off season, even um, that's okay. It's, you know, you, you know, you can, you can look at an off season improvement rate. I, like I was saying earlier, I don't think you need to be all that um, fussed over following it that precisely. You know, if you're off season and you're meaning that you're detraining, you're losing some fitness, you just got to watch it and make sure that you still continue to train through that process. I don't know if you really technically really need to be losing fitness at a, you know, a, a minus two ramp rate, which is effectively what it's going to implement. So, so you can follow the advice of the advisor, but not necessarily. Uh, uh, it's not something you need to do to, uh, to properly detrain. Um, the other things you can do would be to take your freshness feedback, slide it left a little bit. That could also help with, with the, a reduction in the intensity and the frequency of the high intensity workouts. Again, if you're looking to follow the advice from the advisor, um, that's going to help with that advice in terms of what it's going to provide you. But it's, again, it's something that in many, in many cases, using the, what I would do is I would just use the filter. So I would open up the, the browser, go into the recommended workouts list and say, okay, I only want to see workouts that are less than three stars. 
right? And I can go and then I can go through them and say, oh, okay, here's a fairly easy one. It's an hour. Uh, it's mostly endurance. I, I think this would this one would be fun, you know. And especially if you're, you know, if you're at five stars, you're obviously you, you can do any workout in the library at that in, at that stage. Uh, you just might just choose which one that you, you'd like to do. Obviously, if you're at two stars and losing fitness, then you're going to have a reduction in terms of the ones that you could potentially do. In that situation, you may just want to, you know, just ride unstructured altogether and not follow up a particular workout. So, um, yeah, those are some of the things I think I would look at if I was uh, making changes to the profile. Yeah, awesome. I think uh, I think we've covered a lot of good points. I think there's a, a lot of good information that we've covered. Hopefully that can help people um, that are um, maybe uh, stuck inside or inconvenienced by this right now. And um, really we're, we're hoping uh, that they can uh, continue using our stuff and, and um, hopefully uh, allow themselves to detrain uh, a little bit, but uh, hopefully not too much. Um, and we've given them a lot of, a, a lot of good considerations, um, mm -hmm. things Stay to healthy. keep in mind. Yeah, exactly. Keep training um, because keep, it's going to keep training. It's going to yeah. keep you healthy. So mm -hmm. it's so, physical so health and also really mental health. Remember, yeah. I mean, so many of us, I mean, yes, being able to train is, can be considered a first world luxury, but it's also so essential to our health and well being. And I always feel that, you know, you can't be a good friend, you know, spouse, um, you know, just a person if you don't take care of yourself first and foremost. So, you know, as much as you can, you know, it's also very important for mental health to maintain that habit. And also at the same time, you know, again, the, the nutrition, the hydration, the sleep habits, I know it's a very stressful time for all of us, but, you know, now is also the time to you know, ideally try to maintain that because that's gonna, if we start just, you know, kind of giving into everything to, uh, to all the bad news that we hear and just, you know, start gorging on junk food all the time, that's not going to help us in terms of our long-term health either. And so really, you know, I mean, those are the little things, they may seem luxury, but I, I do see, you know, kind of maintaining our physical health and, as a such a huge benefit for our mental health also and then i guess the other thing is in terms of what else to do if we are stuck for things to do is to uh now's the time to go overhaul our bikes and as scott knows i've been uh i've been doing nothing but spending a spare time overhauling uh all my bikes so i've got one bike completely uh, stripped down and rebuilt and i've spit shined and chain chains and all sorts of other things on all our other bikes even my wife's bike uh so mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's that's also another thing if you really are antsy and you still want to train but you know you're listening to us and not going uh and doing six hours on the trainer well spend some of that time to uh to go make sure all your bikes are at least uh happy and healthy also <laughs> Very good. I know there are lots of people with uh, a little more free time, at least for some people out there, to uh, work on other things around their house and maybe look at their bikes and get them back up to uh, up to snuff. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I think this has been a, a really great discussion today. So, uh, despite the uh, usual change in format, 
I, I definitely agree with Steven though. I, I am messing the snacks right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll have to we'll definitely have to uh, make up for it for the, uh, the next time for sure. Deal. Okay. All right. I don't think I have anything else to add, um, but thank you both for, uh, for meeting with me today. It was uh, awesome. Thanks. We definitely appreciate your time. So yeah. Thanks everyone. Uh, All right. Everybody keep safe and, uh, and healthy and hope, Hope we all get out of this sooner and, and the sooner the better. Stay the heck home for now and, and we can get back to group riding as soon as possible. Exactly. Yeah. Stay healthy, everybody. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Okay. Cheers. Bye.